we, uh, we praise God uh, for what he has done uh, through Momentum, at Momentum, with these students, with these, these teens. You can just see it as, as you talk to them. And I encourage you, after the service, you see those green shirts. They went to Momentum. Talk to them. You see Josh, he went to OB. He also went to Momentum. Talk to them. Hear, hear some of their stories. Um, and then tell them not to be shy or introverted and stop using that in ex- as an excuse. I also want to uh, thank you uh, for giving to... Uh, to momentum for fundraising, and um, even we 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 tried anything that will help us. And some of, we sold pizza after Sunday, and so some of you are just like, "Here, I'll I'll eat, I'll eat." I know it was a sacrifice, but thank you for making that sacrifice. But yes, uh, thank you. This, what you what you gave is an investment into the kingdom uh, for these students that they can go off like. Genesis, going to Cal Baptist, for Josh, going on OB and feeling the call to go into full-time ministry, for, for Stephen to want to start a Bible study with his friends and, and to engage in conversation with his unsaved friends, that, uh, where, where your money went is, was for that. So it is not in vain, and I thank you. Let's pray. God, you are a powerful God a good God, sovereign God, a God in control of everything, in control of those who are in control. You're a God through chaos, a God in, in good times. God, you deserve our worship. You are the only thing worthy of our worship, and we love you. Thank you so much. And I pray that you will speak to me today, that you will give ears to hear, that you will soften hearts, and even, in fact, give new hearts today. God, we love you. Thank you for, for speaking, and I pray that you will speak. Help me to get out of your way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, so I am Tim Remo. I like to move this table over and over again because I really don't know where's a good spot. So I'll just move it uh, throughout the service. It might be over there by the end. Um, uh, I wear... Uh, if you haven't met me, I am old enough to be a youth pastor. I wore this jacket, in fact, so you wouldn't mistaken, mistake me for one of the teens and be like, that young man was really good. I don't know why I chose an old woman's voice, but I just feel like they would be mistaking me all the time. So, um, and also, I, I want to share this, that um, I don't know where my, where's my brother? He's gone? He's gone. Oh, he's all the way in the back. Okay, so if you came in and thought, wow, Tim looks different, it's because that's my brother. We look really similar, and we sound alike, so go talk to him. His name is JJ. He has a beautiful wife and a beautiful baby. His name is Wes. Uh, he's the cutest, and um, he likes to do this sound like, just do that to him, and he'll start talking to you, but uh, thank you. <coughs> I want to thank Breakfast, JJ. They... JJ and his wife, they, yeah, thank you, thank you, breakfast. Um, they came from Salisbury, so uh, two and a half hours. Uh, Ronnie and his wife left this morning, so they woke up at 4.30 to get here by 7.30, um, so that was quite a trek. Uh, whereas uh, Moss and his wife, they, they live in Germantown, and then Nate and his wife live somewhere in Calvert, so Calvert's a big state, or not a state at all, so... Calvert, yeah, somewhere in Calvert. Chesapeake, North Beach, somewhere around there. 
choose one. Um, I also want to uh, just thank, uh, I just want to thank Courtney for helping me. She's carried a lot of stress. There's just been, I just, when we come to church, we just think that it, oh, it comes together. Music, message, announcements, boom. Now, there's a lot, and I felt that this week. So I thank Courtney for saying, hey, I will t- take that stress. I will carry that burden. And so I thank Courtney. I thank my wife as well, Aika, who made the Momentum video um, and got the testimonies. And she's been, okay, yeah, you can clap for her. <laughs> yeah. I always enjoy it when somebody's like, should I clap? Should, no? <laughs> Yeah, there's always one strong one, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to lead the way. But uh, she, she, she's been working hard, and she, did, she shot a, a wedding, and um, uh, for those who have been praying, thank you. Her lung is, is healed, but it's still not 100%. Um, and so she shot a wedding, and she edited this video right after, and uh, the other night before, so it was Friday night, she stayed up till uh, 4 working on this video to make sure that it was good for you guys. So, so thank you. Uh, I also want to thank Pastor Dennis and the elders. Thank you guys uh, for praying for me. It, it really calmed me down. A lot of them were asking how I felt. Did I feel nervous? And I was like, clearly. And um, Dr. Smalley says, properly frightened. Properly frightened, that is a good term, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. I am properly frightened. And also, second service. I made it through the first service, so I didn't get, I didn't get fired. So that's great. <laughs> um, and again, thank you for praying. I really need you guys to continue praying. I'm sure some of you guys heard Youth Sunday. Better pray for that. Um, so uh, <laughs> pray. Seriously, uh, continue throughout the service. Pray. If you have brought somebody, if you know somebody that is here and they're like, I, they need to hear this message. They, uh, they need to, to, to just hear the gospel. Constantly pray. If you will continue to pray for me, uh, this week, I feel like I've just been attacked. I knew God would, uh, uh, God would do mighty things, but also the enemy would try to prevent that. Um, this week and a couple weeks, my asthma has been really bad. I actually have, I legit brought my inhaler. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, so if I start coughing, I'm probably going to go to this or this. But uh, I, I have had a couple asthma attacks uh, in the middle of the night. I've had to take my nebulizer. Uh, waking up at 4 or 5 a.m. because I can't breathe. And so I would uh, rush to this or that. And also pray that because I, I preached first service, I have a tendency to think that I already told you things that I already did, but I didn't. Um, my wife tells me that I have that problem. So I, I try to do my best with that. And also, because I preached, my voice is kind of, I don't know, you get, fill in the word. It... Um, it hurts, and so I drank a lot of water. And, and so, after the service, if you see me disappear, you, you'll know where I went. And if you don't get that joke, talk to somebody else. So, um, again, I am honored, nervous uh, to speak, but I am excited uh, for what God is going to do. And I want to uh, go ahead and start with this. Verse. So if you have your Bibles, you can open up to Matthew 28, 16, 20. I'm going to jump around between a couple different verses, but you could camp out there. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. If you didn't bring your Bible today, there's a Bible underneath. It's a black Bible, uh, and uh, you can hold on to that. Uh, Consider it a gift um, from Grace Church. I did not ask Pastor Dennis if I could say that, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my message uh, title is Passion. From the moment that I heard Youth Sunday uh, would be August 19th, wait, it's the 19th, right? Would be this day, um, I was like, man, what, what, what am I supposed to preach on? What am I going to do? Uh, God gave me this word passion, passion, and I tried to chew on it and see, God, where do you want me to go? And I really feel he is leading me uh, to the message that I have for you today. And I started off with the passion that you heard from Genesis, from Josh and Stephen. And even if you could hear the passion from the videos, that was amazing, that God would stir up so much in those youth, in those teens, Um, and stir up that passion uh, for God, to go do things for God, it was amazing. It is amazing. And I wish that I was like that when I was younger. I wish that I had passion for the things of the Lord. My story may be similar to yours, where you grew up in church your whole life. But that was it. That there was... You just went every Sunday. I just went every Sunday. Sometimes Sunday nights. Sometimes on Wednesdays. But my passion was not for God. And even, I would say, I was just simply a good Christian kid. I know some some here knew me when I was little. I mean, I'm little now, but still more little. Um, But... They would say, oh, yeah, little Timmy Remo never got in in trouble, right? Hopefully they would say that. But uh, I was just good. I was just a good kid. I was even, like, in Iwana, growing up in Iwana, and uh, I would would memorize verses all the time. But it it was not so that I would memorize verses. It was so that I would get praised for memorizing those verses, Like, wow, you're so good at memorizing scripture. I'm like, yep, now next verse, keep it coming, right? And so I would memorize those just so I could get human praise. And I just know that was wrong. And so with my my passion for God was kind of in a different place. I was more passionate about different things. We all are passionate about something. And for me, when I was growing up, it was academics and sports. Academics, um, I, in high school, never got below a 4.0. Never got below a 4.0. And so I would like to think that I'm pretty smart. Um, But my sister, um, she wasn't able to make it today. Her son, Ethan, is sick. So she's making a lame excuse not to be here. But um, so... But she, she is a, a genius. She's a, 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 an engineer down in Dahlgren, 
working on uh, missiles and launch pads and all that. But she is the genius. I would say that I am second. Um, JJ and my older brother are kind of like third. I don't know where. But, yeah. So, um, but that's, I love my brother, JJ. He's funny. Um, and, and so, academics, yeah, I was, I was same thing. I, w- I would work hard in academics, so I would get praised. Sports, man, sports was a big thing in my life. If you knew me growing up, I was really athletic. I'd like to still think I'm athletic. You're probably looking up at me and saying, man, he must work out all the time. None of you are thinking that. Um, and, and so sports, I, I played soccer my whole life, and I wrestled um, in high school, and I was pretty good. My senior year, uh, I was ranked number one in the state in my weight class. And so it was almost expected that I would win states. And so that drove me. I would uh, practice all the time. I would run after practice. That, if I ate something, I would go run. And so I was just driven for that goal, that ultimate state championship. Um, sadly enough, uh, and I think it was just God humbling me, I got injured my senior year. I couldn't really practice, and, and so I didn't place at states. Uh, that was a really hard hit to my uh, self-esteem. But uh, I, was, I was passionate for that. And I shared it with the, the first service. And there, would be, there would be days where all I ate was like three chicken nuggets, a little bowl of rice, and that was it. So I was really skinny. I was like, uh, I looked like a skeleton. Um, but uh, I would even opt out not to go to Thanksgiving uh, so that I, didn't, I wasn't tempted to eat a lot. And so I would stay away from that. But I share this because many teens are passionate about other things as well. They are passionate about academics, sports, relationships, video games, entertainment, popularity, social media. And I made this uh, joke. So all you hear now is Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. And then I said, if you, I said this in first service. If you didn't hear, haven't heard about Fortnite, I don't know where you've been. And they were silent. So I felt really bad saying that in the moment. And... Uh, so if you, you yourself don't know about Fortnite, good. <laughs> Fortnite, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Fortnite. But two, also, some of these things that drive our passion aren't, aren't necessarily bad. Right? You wouldn't say to your kid, stop studying. You're studying too much. Right? What are you doing in your room? Studying. Stop that. No. Like, that that's just drives us in some of these things. And, and even sports, some of us, right, uh, some of us struggle, some parents struggle to get your kid to, to go play because of these video games. But you wouldn't say, stop working out so hard. Why are you doing all those push-ups, right? You, nobody, nobody thinks like that. But when these things, when these things become before God, before God, they're not good. We have Exodus 23 to 5. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything 
that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. There are a lot of idols in our lives, other gods in our lives that we start to serve. This is Tim Keller. An idol is anything more important to you than God. Anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God. Anything you seek to give, anything you seek to give you what only God can give. Let that, let that sink in. Anything more important to you than God. And I shared that, you know, some of our teens, this is a concern that they're more passionate about other things. And I share from, uh, from a place of where I was. I was way more passionate about sports. I was way more passionate about academics. But when it came to the things of God, it was more like a chore. Reading, reading my Bible was a chore to me. I didn't want to do it. My mom would always say, before I played video games, did you read your Bible? I'd go to fine. I would read my Bible so I could do other things. And some of our teens, some of us, many, don't read our Bible at all except for on Sunday. This is the first verse that you've seen all, all week, maybe all month. And, and the, with sports, we give so much time and effort to sports. We do. The practices are hard. We will run in this crazy heat. Why? Because our coach told us to. We will run because we don't want to be last. We will work out as hard as we can to get praise from our coach or to, to avoid ridicule. But we will do that. But when it comes to church... And the hours that we, we compared to, to what we, we put in, in, in church, um, practice and sports, man, that's number one. We will go to practice. We will go to games early. Make sure we get there. Stretch out. We hang out with our teammates. But that kind of effort, that kind of passion is absent when it comes to God and when it comes to church. And I say this because it's a concern that I have, that I see in our culture is that we will show up hours or hours before a game, but for church, you stroll in 15 minutes late. You show up and you say, ah, I don't need to to sing. I sang during the week. I'll just come for the message. Let me tell you this, the entire service is part of our worship, and our punctuality is part of our worship. And I'm not trying to take a shot at anybody. Everybody has different situations. But if we are going to bring the best to God, that deserves getting here on time. If we're going to bring our best, it is not 15 minutes late. It is not after the announcements. It is not. And even more so, I'll say this. 
that if we are called to carry each other's burdens, Christian, if we are called to carry each other's burdens, how can you do that if you don't talk to each other? How often are we just coming in, sitting down, and then walking out? You come in, worship, uh, you, you hear some announcements, you get the message, and then you're gone. When, meanwhile, the person next to you is going through the most tragic thing that they've ever gone through. And what do we say? Hey, how's it going? Good? All right. See you later. No, but we, I, I challenge you just to be, to say, no, wait, but really, how are you doing? Be genuine, Christian. Be genuine for our, our brothers and sisters. That they are hurting. And when we come into this place, we put on a face. We put on a mask. We put on an act to show that we're all okay, when really, man, sometimes marriage, marriages are crumbling. Our kids are rebelling. Somebody has just lost their job, and we're going to come here on Sunday and just say, hey, how's it going? Enjoy your weekend. Man, we got to do better. We have to do better. We have to do better. We all struggle with idolatry. We all do. Not just the teens. We, we put our job first. We put sports first. We put getting a bigger house first. We put retirement first. We put money first. All of these things we have put first. You claim, we will say, I love God. But all your passion really is directed to something else. Is going to something else. And man, I, I just, I say this for myself, really, but I know some of you guys are in the same place. Man, football is coming back. Uh, some of you guys are super excited. I'm excited, except that I'm a Redskins fan. And so, <laughs> I don't know how excited I'm going to be. I really don't. Um, and and I, I said this earlier that uh, you might be like me. Man, when those, those Redskins are doing terrible, you are yelling and you're like, what are you doing? Um, so if you're like me and you get angry during watching a game, mute it and turn on some worship music. There is no way that you're going to start getting angry while there's a song in the background singing about how great God's love is. So you know, try it out. Try it out. Um, but man, sports, uh, that consumes our lives. Netflix. That consumes our lives. When I hear, uh, what'd you do yesterday? Uh, binged on uh, this TV show. Entire four seasons of it. <laughs> like, what? Did you? How is that even possible? And, but yeah, there's so many things uh, that, that are driving our passions and so many things that are taking our lives, that we are giving our lives over to. This is what Jesus said in Mark 8, 34. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to tell them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. If you're going to come after me, you have to deny yourself. That's first. You cannot say, hey, uh, Jesus, I'm going to follow you, but I'm also going to kind of do my own thing if that's okay. No, you have to deny yourself, and that, that, that might fly in the face of your dreams. 
If, if you think that, oh, I have to get this, this nice house, and then all of a sudden God calls you to go be a missionary, missionary somewhere. How am I going to get this giant house and to go serve across the world? I can't. And so we must deny ourselves. And why must we deny ourselves? Because it's worth it. 35 and 36. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? What does it profit? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? What does it profit? And so I hope and I pray that you don't feel like guilt or shame, that I'm not trying to shame you. But to, 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 to think, where has my loves been? What have I been loving more than God? What has been driving me more than God? So I, I pray that you don't feel that. So I want to share this. Misplaced passion leads to being off mission. When our passions are off somewhere else, it gets us off mission. And what is our mission? It is the verse that I opened up with, and some of you may have your Bible still there. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. What is our mission? Go, therefore, and make disciples. To make disciples. And discipleship is not, and I want to say this, discipleship is not just attending Sundays. That's not discipleship. It is, it is not also me trying to get as many people to say a prayer. Now, you've heard this. That if you want to follow God, say this prayer if you want to be saved, say this prayer. That's not discipleship. God calls us to walk alongside people. And here at Grace, some of you may have heard, we are still looking uh, for our senior pastor. But I want to encourage you, if you are visiting, that you stick around. Because there is, God is moving, and the youth here if you can feel it through the youth, that is going to go through the church. We are starting a, uh, a discipleship pathway that you will hear about next week to help others to learn. What does it mean to be a true disciple of Christ? What does it mean to be a true follower of Jesus? And what does it mean to make a disciple? What does it mean to make a disciple? It is more than simply... Inviting somebody to church, that is a step. That is a good step. So don't be afraid to do that. But it's, hey, let's come alongside you. Let's, let's study the word. Let's, let's go uh, share the gospel. Let's do that together. And that is what we are, are called to. And so as the band comes up and prepares, some of you may be thinking, great, um, now, I feel bad. I want to share this, that God can redeem your passions. That if you are passionate about sports, don't take that away. Keep it in check. But God can use that. 
that God can uh, move through you and through your teammates, that you can be that one that when they are going through something difficult, they can go to you and say, hey, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? So don't throw away your passions. God can use that. Here's an example. Paul in Philippians 3 says, If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as the law of Pharisee, as the zeal of persecutor of the church, as the righteousness under the law, blameless. Man, uh, Paul was passionate about religion. But he knows that was nothing. He says in 7 and 8, But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. All those things, God can redeem. Like God redeemed Paul, God can redeem you. And he counted all things for this, as loss for the sake of Christ. And as the, the, the keys go, I, I want to encourage you, if you're a visitor and you're not a Christian, God's passion was not mis, misplaced like ours. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That God loved you, that even though when you were an enemy of Christ, that he sent his only son to die for you, for you. Put your name in that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. For God so loved me that he gave his only son. God loves you. God loves you. And so if you are here and you have been convicted by the Holy Spirit, ask for forgiveness. Ask that God will redeem your passions. Now, as you stand, the band is going to lead us through a closing song. It says, My heart is yours. And so this is a cry to Jesus. If you know that Jesus has been good to you and his, him giving his life is worth you giving yours, the response is, my heart is yours, Jesus. My heart is yours. And so I want you to sing this. If this matches what you're, you're, you're thinking, sing it. Say, God, my heart is yours. And that bridge where it says, I surrender all. That is following Christ. I surrender all. And if you're here, you're not a believer, you're, you don't know what it means to be saved, you don't even know what it means to be a believer, come talk to us. Come talk to the pastors. We will pray for you. We will talk with you. Let's sing this out.